Sheila Zielinski's show, The Truth Behind the Headlines, Prophecy, and the Deeper Things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Sheila Zielinski Show. Welcome. You're in for a very special treat tonight. My guest is bringing such a powerful show. I'm so excited about this. I talked to him earlier today, and I'm really excited about what we're going to lay out tonight. So you're going to be very blessed by it. Hey, listen, very quickly, before I jump into the program, I just want to mention one of the books that I wrote back in 2016, and let me tell you, it's proved to be an incredible arsenal that I cannot recommend enough. Go check it out on Amazon. It's got a five-star review from Christians who are saying incredible things. I could do a whole four-part series on just the powerful testimonies from this book. In fact, I think we are going to have to do a testimonial show on just what people have said about this book, Power Prayers, Warfare That Works, and it works. And that's not some cutesy plug. It is an incredible must-have arsenal. It is like an intercontinental ballistic missile into the kingdom of darkness. Powerful prayer, powerful spiritual warfare. And like my co-author Carla Butad and I said in the book, prayer is when you're addressing God. And that's important. We should be praying. I mean, we pray all day to God, but warfare is when you are addressing the enemy. You know what, folks? Honestly, and it's funny, my guest and I talked about this earlier. I bet you 2% of Christians really actually know how to effectively pray. Are you desiring a really powerful prayer life, but it just doesn't seem like you can get your breakthrough? Well, let me tell you something. Deliverance and spiritual warfare prayer is where it's at, and you must have this book. So power prayers, warfare that works. I wish it was available in Christian bookstores, but I don't have to tell you that a lot of the spiritual warfare books, they don't have them in the big box store. I'd love you to request it into your local Christian bookstore. You can trust me when I tell you this book is a game changer. It's life-changing, and I can't wait to hear the testimonies from you. Power Prayers on Amazon, it's available, where other books are sold online. Well, listen, I want to jump right into the program. I'm really excited about my guest tonight. He is an incredible man of God, 40 years plus in the deliverance ministry. He studied under the great Wynne Worley, the granddaddy of deliverance. He is a dear, dear friend of the program. It is such a pleasure to me to welcome him back to the program for this amazing teaching. Joseph, welcome back to the program. So good to have you back on. And it's very timely. I'm going to hand you the mic, get into this incredible teaching and you throw it back to me when you're ready. Amen. Thank you, Sheila. And um, Lord bless you, all of you who are listening, will be listening right now and later on. So I um, I was asked to speak. So I chose a, a topic, which is uh, words which the Lord gave to Joshua before he crossed Jordan into the promised land. The real battle started when he crossed the, to the promised land. So our Lord is the captain of the armies of the Lord. He's our Joshua. The title of the message is Blueprint for Success, Battle Ready. This mainly has to do with the battles. This show is uh, primarily for um, those who are spiritual warfare, those who are in deliverance. But this show can be for anybody who wants to just stand and fight. And this blueprint for success of this 
oriented mostly for those who are in spiritual love and deliverance is for any Christian because life is a battle and we have to know how to fight the battles. So um, after wandering for 40 years in the wilderness, you know, Joshua found himself on the banks of Jordan ready to cross into promised land. Moses just died, you know, and here he is. And the word of the Lord comes to him. That word is not only for Joshua. That word is for every one of us. Because life is a battle. You have to be battle ready. We crossed from uh, year 2022, 2023. The prophetic word for 2023. A year to be free. A year to declare the victory. We fight from position of victory. You can declare it in every area of your life. Declare it in your marriage, family, business. The Lord is with you. If you only want to battle and go forward, because the word of the Lord is to go forward. He doesn't want us to stay on this side of Jordan. He wants us to, you know, cross Jordan, go into the promised land and possess, you know, just all the blessing God has for us, but not without a fight. There are giants in the promised land, there are problems in the promised land, but Jesus on the cross defeated all the giants. He defeated all the powers of darkness. Every problem you could have, he already dealt with. We just all need to go by faith. For the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. So 2023, a year to be free, a year to declare the victory, a year to go forward. When the children of Israel were cornered by the Red Sea, you know, and Pharaoh was coming and they were, you know, panicking, Moses was a little bit better. He said, be still, but yet still didn't know what to do. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, why are you crying to me? So in a way you could say that was a loving rebuke. Moses, this is not a prayer. You're panicking, you're crying, you know, what's in your, what's in your hand? Stretch it, stretch it over the sea. In his hand was the rod of authority. To go to the promised land, to have a success, you have to know that who you are in Christ. You have to know you have authority. It's already Jesus won all the battles. And then the Lord said to Moses, tell the children of Israel to go forward. They could have said, you know, just what do you mean forward? Forward toward the camp of Pharaoh who is waiting to kill us or go into the sea to drown. He said, go forward. Of course, forward, when he would use the rod of authority, stretch it over the Red Sea and command it to part. Praise the Lord. So anyway, they did part. For 40 years, the children of Israel were wandering because the men of war, when they had a chance to cross into the promised land, they sent the spies, which was their idea. They came back with the evil report. Ten of them said, we cannot do that. There are giants in the land. Yes, the land is awesome, but there are giants. Now, what? Life is like that, you know. Life has a great potential, but not without sweat, not without a fight. Only two of them. Caleb and Joshua said, we are able. They agreed with the word of God who said, you are able. I am with you. The other said, we are not able. So finally, the Lord had enough as they were complaining. It's better for us to die here. So God spoke and said, okay, you are, I have enough of your complaining for 40 years. All the men of war who know how to fight, 
who knew that I would be with them, who saw the victories we had over King of Bashan and the giant King of Og, are going to, you're going to wander for 40 years in the wilderness. So that's what happened. Now was Joshua. Moses was on the mountain and there the Lord took him home. So they are ready to cross to the promised land, you know, and um, the Lord spoke to Joshua. So this is the word of the Lord to Joshua. This is the word of the Lord, you know, for you, for me, for any church, in any occupation you are. Many of those who want to fight because without fight, you know, nothing happens. <laughs> you know, we are, um, we were called to fight. We were called to be a good soldiers of Jesus Christ. We live in hostile territory. We cannot but fight the good fight of faith. Praise the Lord. So let us go to the point number one, the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord for Joshua. The word of the Lord is also for us. You know, we all need the word of the Lord for this year because we're living in a peculiar times, you know, uh, times like never were and never will be. You know, at times, you know, of woke culture, times when the enemy is speeding up, it's like an avalanche coming down from the mountain, only picking up the speed, it's getting worse and worse. Nothing, nobody can stop it but God. And I believe God is going to intervene. He did intervene at the Red Sea with us, no way out. He's going to intervene now. We are, I believe, in, in a time of Elijah moment and Red Sea moment. Elijah moment when, you know, after three and a half years of drought, you know, Elijah showed up, you know, and, and um, went to seeking Ahab who wanted to kill him and said, well, let us, you know, you, t- you tell all the priests of Baal, priests of the day, devil to meet on the Mount Carmel with me. Let the children of Israel come and witness the contest. Whoever wins the contest, you know, just his God is the true God. So we know the story, you know, the priests of Baal, you know, and priests of the grove, 850 of them were calling upon their God, you know, just to come down with fire and burn the sacrifice they were told to offer and they built their altar, they built the open sacrifice. Nothing happened. They were just exhausted. That's what, when God paralyzes the devil, he cannot do anything. Then single-handed Elijah, prophet Elijah, called upon God, got answered by fire. What a display it was, just consumed the whole altar, consumed the rocks, everything. And children of Israel, who were honestly worshipping the, the devil, Baal, because the whole country of Israel was steeped into the worship of Baal, which included children's sacrifices. They all fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, the Lord, God of Israel, He is the true God. That's the moment of Elijah. And I believe the moment is coming. Also the Red Sea moment when, you know, it seemed like there's no way out. God comes on the scene. Praise the Lord. So coming back to Joshua. You know, he's alone, and the word of the Lord came to him. He has a task to go on the other side and fight the battles, possess the promised land for the children of Israel, divided, you know, their inheritance. So in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this 
people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Now we are all on a personal level, marriage, a country facing, you know, just also, you know, this this whole year before us, you know, the things which are before us. And the word which the Lord had for Joshua is for everyone of us, just pay close attention. God is guaranteeing total success to Joshua if condition he obeys the word. So he said, he says, now, now after the death of Moses, you know, old pass away. Don't cling to the things of the past, the Bible says, because you cannot drive a car looking, you know, just, you know, just back, you know, you end up in a ditch on the left or the right. Now, after the death of Moses, old 2022 is gone. All the COVID season is gone. It's a new season. New challenges are before all of us on a, you know, personal level or a family or a church or a country, you know, and the whole mankind, you know, is in this season and church ought to play a big role in this battles with unseen enemy. So all passed away, it's a new season, it's all the challenges. Bible says, do not cling to the things of the past. We all went through things, maybe even during the times of COVID. Forgive everybody, release the past to the hands of Jesus because you cannot go and be successful clinging to hurts uh, things of the past. That's what the Bible says. Do not cling. Hold on to the thing of the past. Look for the new thing I'm doing. You can see even now. We can see God is doing things. You have to be just bl willfully blind not to see what he's doing. He wants you to see the things he's doing in your life. He wants to see things you're doing, you know, in this micro setting and macro setting, you know, in, in the world. He's doing things. What is he doing in the world? What is he doing in the United States of America? Some people just still don't see. But yet God gave us already a great signs, you know. A, a cloud in the blue sky, you know, like a dot, like a cloud the size of man's hand, as Elijah said to his servant, what do you see? Oh, not much. Oh, there is a cloud the size of man's hand. Oh, that's like a dot. But we can see that that dot became a big cloud later on and rain. That's not only for United States, but it's a sign for the whole world. Roe versus Wade, that was a sign from the Lord. He struck, you know, down, you know, just this law on federal level, the Supreme Court. Therefore, God was able to remove the curse on federal level. Of course, the states can do whatever they want to, but that's removed and therefore allows God to move forward with his agenda, because in a spirit realm, there's incredible battle. The second sign was, you know, just the destruction of the Georgia Guidestone, which for 42 years were prophesying New World Order was written, those there Ten Commandments, one of them was depopulation, advised the population supposed to be 500 million only. That was erected 42 years ago, and, that, and suddenly at 4 o'clock in the morning, bang, it's down. That was an act of God. The third one, we need the freedom of speech. God chose the richest man in the world to buy the Twitter, you know. And there are already other signs following, so that's on a political level. You know, I, I, people asking me, well, Joseph, how are you doing? I said, well, 
depends on what you mean by that, you know. And then I tell him, this is the worst season in my life. Not because of health, not because of finances, other things. It's because of consciousness, what I am witnessing. You know, what the enemy is doing with this whole culture, with this globalism, with this COVID, or this actually the truth, this, this horrible agenda. People just don't see it. They just like sheep for the slaughter don't know what's going on what happened to them but god understand that so he's going to wake up his remnant they're going to stand they're going to fight and then people find out you know how they were almost you know <laughs> really gone because the devil has horrible agendas you know for the for the mankind he wants to populate hell or god wants to populate heaven Jesus died for one reason, so people might be saved. That's the main heart of the whole gospel, you know. So God is not willing that anybody shall perish, even those wicked. They will perish because God gave them chance over and over and over. So we're living, you know, in, in times with this technology going on, with this woke culture calling, probably the word sin is calling evil good and good evil, and under it is all kinds of things, you know, just redefining marriage, redefining sexes and everything, you know, forcing children, telling children, well, you might be a boy, you know, I just read it, you know, uh, before yesterday, you know, proves that men can menstruate. So this insanity, insanity is just the spirit of insanity, antichrist all over the world. So, you know, and this invisible forces of darkness, you know, they set up already their system, they think they're going to succeed, well, God is going to send the rock of the ages, you know, he's going to come down, as he came down to confound those who are building the Tower of Babel, you know, the ziggurat, it was a temple on top of it supposed to be, you know, God came down, confused them, scattered them, so that's what God is going to do, you know, he's already doing that, he's going to send, you know, a rock of ages, to blast this monument statue which Nebuchadnezzar saw, just hit the legs of this statue and went into pieces. That's, you know, they built it. Yes, yeah, so they built it. They have almost the forces of Antichrist, the mastermind is the devil. They have it, everything, you know, just in place. They are in a hurry because they have this dreadful feeling that things might not work out what they are not going to work out. So, for such a time as this, we were born. And the church of Jesus Christ is. Where is the church of Jesus Christ? The church of Jesus Christ was put on mute during three years of this insane pandemic, whatever you want to call it, you know, on mute. The church had no voice. Not only had no voice, but literally they put masks on it. They degraded us to, you know, in Canada to a level of liquor stores, cannabis stores, you know, we could have the same amount, number of people, you know, so it was just, there was no voice crying in wilderness besides some lonely voices like Pastor to Pavlovsky in Alberta, Pastor Hildenbrand in Manitoba, there were three pastors in BC, but actually nothing comparing to how many churches and pastors are in Canada. So that shows what the strength is. We cannot go back. The church, oh, let us come back how it was before COVID. We cannot come back to how it was before COVID because that was no good. If it was good, we wouldn't be silent. The church was silent. The church had no 
influence whatsoever, no voice. If they had the voice standing with the government, they would have done something, you know, tell the government you stop it. The church lost her voice a long time ago. When I read it today, when Canada was created, the church had a voice in everything. If politician wasn't going to church, they even wouldn't choose him on certain positions at all. It was church, church, church. When I came to Canada 40 years ago, nobody worked on Saturday. No, nobody worked on Sunday. You know, things changed so much. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable what they teach children, drag queens going to, uh, like watching today, you know, just showing themselves to children. It's just total insanity. So that's what we are facing. You better have a blueprint for success, not, not in this carnal way. So, you know, you know, prosperity, you know, just gospel and it. But this is blueprint for success to go through this, through this season fighting. You have to be battle ready. You have to be trained before you can even fight. That's what we are facing. So, the word of the Lord for Joshua is for every one of us. So, he said, you know, after the death of Moses, the old season is gone. It's a new, very challenging season. God says, I will do a new thing. In spite of what you do see, the devil is aiming for the worst. God is aiming for the best ever since the church was created 2,000 years ago. Then he says, he, then he said, Moses, the servant of the Lord. So, that's very important. Moses was the servant. And says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister. You know, so Moses was servant of the Lord and Joshua was minister, servant to Moses. If you do not learn to follow, you know, you cannot be a leader. You know, so both of them were servants servant. Joshua was faithful servant. That's how he was chosen. And the Lord said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. What does that mean? I know he is dead. He went on the mountain by himself and never came back. You know, he didn't die because of sickness at all. He died because God wanted him to be on the other side. It was His time was up. You know, he found himself a nice spot, you know, and said, well, look at the blue sky. He said, Lord, I'm ready. And he was. Moses, my servant, is dead. What does it mean? You have to learn to rely on me. Moses is gone. We all have to rely on the Lord. And how do we rely on the Lord? Well, we find the instruction. This Joshua chapter 1 is the instruction how to be battle ready. And it's a blueprint for success in this year. Success first in spiritual dimensions, your relationship with God and overcoming all come across your path as you can stand to fight for yourself, family, fight for, you know, your city, this nation. God can is, even use you to fight, you know, just for things in this world. Depends on your standing with the Lord. So, Moses, servant of the Lord, Joshua is the servant to Moses. It's all about being a servant. We are all called to serve. And the Lord said, so a fresh word came the Lord to Joshua. We need all this word. God gave him instruction. God giving us instruction. You know, you have Moses is dead. All the earth is dead. You have to rely on the Lord. You cannot ride on a past successes. Give all your success to the Lord because you're not going to have the best if you're still clinging to the good you had last year. And then he's telling him, therefore, arise. Arise means time for action. God does not sanctify passivity. We all, you know, just, you know, some people start the, you know, New Year as a 
past, Tom, you have to fast, you know, and pray. Well, you can do that, it's good, but if you fast and pray, having in uh, knowing why you're doing that, you're doing that to be battle ready, not for some religious habits, you know, or a customs that it's customary. Of course, it's a new year. God, did, God invented time and he divided it time into, you know, millennium, <laughs> thousand years, into years, into months, into weeks, and so on, days. Praise God. We are in a new season. God works like that. Praise God. But God says, arise. This call is for all Christians. This call is for all churches. They found themselves simply sleeping. They found themselves simply put on mute. No voice. How would they get their voice back with the government? They don't listen to. The government just ignores the church. As a matter of fact, our prime minister says that evangelicals are the worst part of Christian society. Really, we are the worst part of Christian society. We are the only hope. But who is blind? You know, he is blind. So arise. Time for action. God does his act by passivity. He says, pass Jordan, this other side of things. Jordan means to descend. John the Baptist said, I must, you know, just decrease that he might increase. They had to descend first, and they did, crossing Jordan in order to go on the other side. Praise the Lord. There's a land to possess, things to do, there are battles to fight. We all can, you know, just have assignments, you know, from the Lord. You know, we all have our own post. So the command is to possess the land. And as we go, you declare the victory. Brother, sister, every day you can do that. 2023, a year of victory. I declared the victory in my own life of the things I did not have the victory. I declared in my marriage, family, my church, I declare victory of righteousness over this city, over this province. We have to declare the victory. We can fight on this personal level and then God, he finds you faithful or you can decide, you know, to fight, or fight also for the city. The Lord said to Jeremiah, pray for the city to it which I send you, it can fight for the province that we can have the right, you know, peoples in the government. So praise the Lord. So that was the point number one. The word is for, for uh, Joshua. The word is also for you. Praise the Lord. Point number two, it's a command. The Lord continues command to possess the land. Every place, the soul of your Food shall tread upon that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto great river, the river I have given unto you. Now all the land of Hittites, unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your cause. So every place the soul of your food shall tread upon. Well, this is a great promise for all of us. We don't have to be feel hopeless, left alone. For God is with us. God says, every place the sole of your foot shall tread upon. It is given. I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. It was given to children of Israel. It is given to us. Every place you go. You know, the neighborhood you live in. The workplace where you are in. Wherever you go, the conqueror. You're supposed to be the conqueror. The devil is supposed to be afraid of you. Wherever you go, you can claim the victory of Jesus Christ. It is given. It is already done. This is the promise of God. 100% praise the Lord. So we can do that. When the Lord sent Abraham to promise land, the land 
was a full of demon-worshipping nations offering their children as sacrifice and all kinds of things they did it. Did it. The spiritual covering over the whole land, imagine black umbrella, that's what it was over promised land. No light whatsoever. And the Lord told Abraham, go through the lengths of it and go through the widths of it. Wherever he went, he built an altar. Altar means sacrifice. Sacrifice means blood. God cannot meet us, but only on the ground of sacrifice, the blood, the ground of the cross. So wherever he went, he offered the sacrifice. And, you know, and it was the blood. When God saw the blood, then heaven was opened at that very moment. There was a hole in this black umbrella. Wherever Abraham went in the length of a land, he built an altar. You know, and there was a hole. You know, more light was coming. He went through the woods of it. He built altars. There was a hole. More light was coming upon that land. Or you can build an altar of prayer for your neighborhood. There will be not just a light shining at workplace. Wherever you go, it's up to you how much you want to possess for the Lord. You know, I don't understand Christians who don't know what to do. There's so much to do. Praise God. So, it's about possessing. And the Lord says, I have given. Twice in those two, in verse 3 says, I have given unto you. Second verse, I have given unto you twice. It is given. Given wherever we go. It is given for us what it means to have a place, to, to be a place of influence. We influence. We're supposed to be a thermostat. Wherever we go, we set the temperature. We are made the place, the place of influence because we carry the presence of Christ in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. Wherever we go, and wherever we go, we can declare the victory. We can declare salvation over all these people in neighborhood. We can declare salvation over the people at workplace. We bind the powers of darkness. We release angels to keep removing the veils over their minds and hearts. For God of this world blinded their minds and hearts. They cannot hear. They cannot see. So we pray. We lose them from the will of Satan. We can lose from the will of Satan in your neighborhood. We can lose from the will of Satan everybody at workplace. Our government, this whole country, praise God. Canada is not anymore considered by UN as a Christian nation. But it was. It was to not long time ago. To not a long time ago. Do you know between year, whatever to about year, I read it today, about two year, uh, 1965 or 68, United Church, which is the most backslidden now, built 1,500 churches. And then as we go more into 90s, everything started to go rapidly down. Canada is not even considered a Christian nation. Therefore, I draw blood of Jesus Christ around Canada by faith, around our province. I declare dominion of Jesus Christ. I break the curse. We are not anymore declared Christian a nation. And I declare dominion of this guy for Canada is called dominion of Canada. The only country in the world is called dominion. Dominion of Canada. I was born from a verse in book of Psalm. He, of course, Jesus Christ shall have dominion from sea to sea. Praise the Lord. We're going to our point number three. When God tells you to go into hostile territory, we have a hostile year before us. The forces of the Christ wants just depopulate. They want us, you know, just to, uh, you will own nothing, you know, and you'll be happy. If I own nothing, who is going to own everything? You? You must be crazy. I don't agree with this deal. The Lord has a plan for Joshua, has a plan for us, and there's the assignment. The assignment is fight. Life is a fight, brother. You better know how to fight. You don't know how weapons of our warfare. 
Order from us, School of the Elements 101. We have it as far as, as 701. I'm going to Poland right now. I'm doing 701. Then from there, I'm going to Holland. And I'm doing 101 in Holland. From them, I'm crossing it to England, doing 101. So in three weeks, three schools from 701 and 101. You better know how to fight. Every Christian should know how to fight. So God is giving assurance to Joshua and to us concerning the enemy. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, not forsake thee. You know, this Joshua chapter 1, you should read for whole months till it gets so much into you. So you can have the success in this in this life, you know, in this year, in this life. So, the Lord said, there shall no man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. Victory is assured. No man, no demon, not obstacle. It doesn't mean that you don't have reverses in moments. Or well, even even Paul had reverses. He said, I could not come. To, Satan has hindered me. So even he was hindered. He said, who did that? Satan. Writing the Thessalonians, he said, Satan hindered me. I couldn't come. Another time was a storm. You know, he was shipwrecked. In this life, you will have troubles. That's guaranteed by Jesus himself. In this life, you shall have tribulation. But be of a good cheer. I overcame all things. I will be with you even to the end. That's the presence. The same God is telling Joshua. He's telling God, no man, no demon, no obstacle. Whoever they are. You might have to go through wrestling, through fighting, maybe some retreat, you know, but the victory is assured. So you can declare it like that in every obstacle which you encounter. You say, well, praise God. I wonder, Lord, how are we going to overcome this one? <laughs> what is the strategy for this one? Because God has a strategy to overcome every obstacle, every demonic blockade. So presence is promised. His presence is promised for us, and how cannot be? His presence is in you, brother. You just remove the stumbling blocks in your life so Christ can shine through you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Praise the Lord. Where is God? Where is God? What Bible says God is above you, below you, in front of you, behind you? I'm quoting verses of God, but in short, he's on the left, on the right, your hand. He's around like hills around Jerusalem, and he's in you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. You cannot go wrong unless you want to. Presence is promised. Presence is in us. We are in better, you know, standing than Joshua. And of course, there's presence of God outside of us too. Of course, God is leading us. And God says, as I was with Joshua, with Moses, with the mighty power, you saw the judgment I released by your obedience, by you using the rod of authority. We have looked at 19, a lot of authority too. You can also the judgment upon the enemy. Behind every problem, probably there is an enemy, of course. You know, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. As God was with Moses, as God was with Joshua, God is with all of us. Read that thing for whole months. This chapter it would take you, I don't know, three minutes and until it gets ingrained and the, you will act like Joshua. Amen? God is speaking to Joshua. Why? He's building him up. He's instructing him. No, he has to instruct you and declare the victory because he, victory is sure. And he said that no man should be able to stand. What man? In the promised land. Those wicked demon worshipping nation and now on top of it, giants. The Amorites were giants. Not mentioning the other ones. Amorites were naturally very tall from uh, Mesopotamia, and there was, of course, the giants, you know, offshot or whatever, uh, seed of men and devils. 
So presence is promised the same as with you. It keep declaring the victory. Decree a thing shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy ways. You keep declaring the victory. You declare the victory. What you declare, you start to believe it. You declare so enough. Declare it daily. Declare it, you know. Three times a day, declare it over every facet of your life. Next point. It's a command. So the first point was of the Lord to Joshua generally. Then the second point was command to possess the land. The command God wants you to possess things too. He doesn't want you to sit on the side of Jordan, do nothing. Just churchgoer who is more like a tourist in the church, bench warming, do nothing, flake. No, God doesn't want you to be snowflake. So first point was word of the Lord is for you to command to possess the land. It's for you to assurance concerning the enemy. No, nothing will stand before you, but you have to just wrestle with it, fight. That's for you. Number four, command to courage. Why? Even with the COVID, Bible says the heart of many will fail for fear. So much fear came upon people. Friends were divided. Family divided. I'm vaccinated. You're not vaccinated. I don't want to see you, you know. You didn't take vaccine. No, I'm not going to see you because you took vaccine and you are shedding this thing. No, you're crazy. You're conspiracy thing. No, I'm not conspiracy thing. I'm the truth teller. You are just deceived. The country was divided. The devil divided the country just unbelievably. God told Joshua, verse be strong of a good courage, for unto these people shall now divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Who is he telling this? He's telling this to the general. Be strong of a good courage. Well, Joshua was already acquainted with shedding of blood and facing, you know, giants like King Og. You know, he was a giant. Why is he telling them? Doesn't matter. Just find your strength in the Lord. Don't think you, you're so strong. God taught me one thing. He took me through the periods of weakness. I'm standing, you know, ready to do mass delivery. I feel so weak. I also feel I, I just want to lie on the floor and don't move. And the word of the Lord came to me. It's in the Bible. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. Oh God, I am weak. Well, say I am strong. How can I say I am strong when I'm not strong? Let the weak say I am strong. And then say, the Lord is the strength of my life. And suddenly things are changing. Bible said, let the poor say, I am rich. Poor in everything. Poor spiritually, poor financially. Let the poor say. Therefore, Bible says, let the sick say what? I'm healed. Why? Why? Why should I say healed when, I, when I'm sick? Because the Bible says, by these stripes, you are healed. Not you will be. You are you have to bring this word to your situation, start to declare it till, it till it takes place. This lady, elderly lady, the book, The Glory and the Blood, heard about the power of the blood, so she decided to lay hands on her spine. She had two degenerated discs, started to declare the power of the blood, the power of the blood, the power of the blood. You know, and one day, not right away, three months later, four, she keep declaring. To start to believe what she was declaring because at the beginning you don't really believe you just want to try it it's just kind of a saying but as you declare the word of God declare the word of God Bible said decree a thing what's in the word of God it shall be established unto thee by whom by God why because you declare the word of God God watches over his word and the light light of what light from God light because of the word shall shine upon thy ways so she's she was declaring you know laying her hand on her spine was declaring you know the blood one day creative miracle took place she got two new discs she got so encouraged she was quite elderly 
So she decided to declare this against the rest of the sickness as they all disappeared. She already had the bullet of faith. So she lived the rest of her life, you know, just not bedridden. Just one day went into sweet sleep and went with Jesus. You know, that's how Moses went. He didn't go because of sickness. Neither Aaron. Aaron went on Mount, Mount Hor. And then the moment they took the best prayer of righteousness from him, he was gone. That's it. But no fight, nothing happens. You can only dream about miracles. You can read about it. What about get hold of God yourself? That's what God told me. When I took somebody to states to be delivered, they were not delivered, I was meant to illness. God says, why don't you get hold of me? Since then, that's what I've been doing, climbing the Jacob's ladder. But the Lord is telling him to be strong and courageous, which means we all can have our shaky moment and leaders can be so overwhelmed. If he told him be strong and courageous, which means he moments in moments he could kind of lose his courage, feel weak, be which means it's a command, which means you can do that. Rebuke the weakness, rebuke the stress. If it's coming against you, keep declaring, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength of my life. That's why I learned to do it. Jesus said, when you're weak, I am strong. So I learned to declare his strength. So be strong and have a good courage because this year with this, with this world culture, what's happening, it's better to not know what's going on. You cannot be kind of a happy, you know, like uh, ignorant people are happy, you know, because they don't, they don't know what's going on around the world, to, around them till they come for them, you know, and they are gone. Bible says the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, grieving. <laughs> yeah, because it's not really pleasant to know the truth what the devil is planning for all of us. The population eat crickets, you know, and whatever else, worms and things like that. You know, you will not own a car. You will live in confined city. And if, if you get good social score, we might let you go, you know, on a trip to, for little vacation to Rocky Mountain. No, thank you very much. You're going to be gone. Praise the Lord. So, command to courage. Discouragement means in my definition, disengage from courage, which means you don't feel like standing up. But you know, with the Lord, doesn't matter how weak you are, if you decide to stand up against any obstacle, God is with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Nobody! So it's called to courage. Get deliverance from spirits of fear if you have it. Bible says, for we, being delivered from the hands of our enemies, can serve God without fear. That's how God wants to serve you. Not shaking, not trembling, without fear, in holiness and righteousness all the days of our lives. Praise the Lord. So, Bible says, Be strong of a good courage for unto these people shall not divide the inheritance which I swore. God was acting upon the covenant he gave you know, to Abraham and later on. So, declare the victory in every situation. Things are so bad. Declare the victory because the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God. But things will not work together good for you if the bad things happen. If you don't praise God, give Him glory, then He can turn those bad things around. You know, and the enemy will fall into his armpit and keep declaring 2023, a year of my victory, a year to be free. Then the after command to courage, the Lord is giving him the key word to victory, blueprint for success. The main things of the blueprint, the key, and pay attention, brother, sister. This is Joshua chapter 1, and I will tell you what happened in Joshua chapter 10. 
understand because Joshua was instructed by the God. He was a military man. If God tells him to do something, he said, yes, sir, he will do it. And what did God tell him? Verse 7, 8, only without strong courage, a second time strong courage, which is very important. So many people are freaking out. The church is hiding. Why? Fear. But Bible says the righteous, Jesus Christ is our righteous, they should be bold like a lion, but they are not. Three years of God showed it. Only be thou strong and courageous, thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. The Bible, the Bible. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right or to the left, that you might prosper wherever you go. Prosper in what? Money? No, he doesn't talk about money here. Ta prosper in the battles. Life is a battle. The prosperity comes, it's an outcome of the battles. Whatever prosperity, it's a battle. To pray, it's a battle. To read the word of God is the battle. And then there's those battles, the devil always comes against you. The devil like a rolling lion going around who he may devour, so that you might prosper wherever you go. And then he repeats, it's uh, again the same word, verse 8, by two, three witnesses, everything shall be established. Establish this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mightst observe to do according to all that is written, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Twice, success is connected to reading the word of God. That's the key. You know, is the blueprint for success, my sister and my brother? The word at the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. You have to start the day with the word of God. You can have all the tactics, all the ideas. If you do not first fill up yourself with the word of God, all your ideas and everything else, it's like an air. doesn't have a bullet. The word is must. And that's why the Lord told me last Sunday I was preaching on the, the power of the word of God. There's no power if you don't fill with the word. Because the Holy Spirit waits for the word. How can you have success? Because you have so much knowledge. You can have all the knowledge about devils and about tactics. But if you not fill with the word, Holy Spirit has nothing to work with. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 and 3. At the beginning God created, of course, and verse 2 says, The earth was void without form and darkness was covering the face of the waters. And Holy Spirit was moving upon the waters. He was waiting. He was waiting. What was he waiting for? The Word of God. He always waits for the Word of God. He doesn't work without the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is that power, empowered by the Word of God. And Bible says, And God said, Let there be light. And Holy Spirit moved. And there was light. Let there be this. And there was. So the word of God is at the beginning. You don't. At the beginning was the word. At the beginning of your day should be the word. I drag myself because sleepy, whatever. I make myself a cup of tea. And this is my prayer. It's a short prayer because first has to be the word of God. This is my prayer. Thank you, Lord God. I'm going to read the Bible. And Jesus, you are the word. I have meeting not with a book called the Bible. I have meeting with you. For the Bible said the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. When you consciously say that, say that, then you're forcing yourself to read the Bible because it's good, because I'm a Christian, because I showed. That's not good approach. You have a meeting with Him. Something starts to change. So I said this, Jesus, I have a meeting with you. You are the Word. 
Show me things I don't know. Show me wonders from your word. Speak to me through your word. I take your word as I'm going to read as a healing strength all and all for me. And then I start to read. I'm loaded. I have the power to pray. Of course, during the word, reading the word of God, when I come across, uh, across some nuggets, I have to stop it right away so I don't forget and pray them in. But you do it, he says, thou shalt meditate there at night. Not that you're reading all day, it means regular at the beginning. That was command from God to Joshua. Do you think, he's a military man, try to disobey in the army a commandment. The marshal, God himself, captain of the army of the Lord, told Joshua day and night, every day, Joshua, meditate in Hebrew means soaking, soaking, soaking. Some people get so tired getting all the knowledge about spiritual warfare, they don't read the word of God. You are as you so weak. Your knowledge is not going to help you. You've got the word, the word, the word, and with the knowledge, it's a powerhouse. This is for every Christian. Praise the Lord. It says, starting verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, in the word of God, and his law, word of God, does he meditate day and night. Soak, soak, soak. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither whatsoever he does shall prosper. Do you want to prosper, brother and sister? Life is a battle. In everything you do, everybody has something. The word. Praise God. The word of God is pivotal to the victory. That's the key to success and victory. The word of God. You become a walking <laughs> word of God, you know. And when God has to move, you know, he quickened the word which is stored in you. David said, I hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hid means like stored. The Lord showed Pharaoh, gave him two dreams which Joseph interpreted. You know, the first was about seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. You know, the famine was so bad that it ate all the years of plenty. So Joseph was doing what? Storing all the wheat. We are stored the word of God in our hearts, in our hearts, in our hearts. You cannot but think the word. You cannot but act upon the word. You cannot but be led by the word. Obey the word. Do the word. Because <laughs> this is part of you. You can declare the word. So daily reading. So you can see the Lord did not give to Joshua instructions, strategies how to do the battles. He not. He said, read the word. From there, all the strategies will come. From there. And this is the word for all of us. We have to obey. Daily read the word. At the beginning was the word of every day. Obey the word. Do the word. Because we ought to be doer of it. For then thou. For then. Which means there's no other way to the success. And Joshua had the success. He was commanded in the army when you command it, you've got to do it. He was commanded two verses to do that. What was the success? He had so much faith in Joshua chapter 10. He was fighting battles. The sun was going down. Holy desperation, Joshua stood, spoke to the sun, to the moon. He said, sun, moon, stand still. And it did. You cannot do it without faith. Faith comes by healing, healing by the word of God. He won the battle because he wanted more time, because he was full of the word of God. That's why. And he did the Bible said there was no time that God would listen to such a prayer. But there was no such a prayer. There was prayer of faith. Because those who come to God or call upon God might believe that he is. He's a re rewarder of those who believe him. The just shall live by faith. Faith come by healing, healing by the word of God. I deal with devils. I have to set the captives free. And I have 
years of this valley of the shadow of death of COVID, a lot of people came under, you know, domain of fear, you know, just discouragements, you know, depression, lost hope. Some of them had COVID and they cannot recover from it, the complications, because COVID is actually a spirit, because the way it was created, so is the sickness come a spirit, and he opens a door to other spirits. So some people, when the COVID is over, just cannot recover from it. They have still problem with breathing other things so we go against that also some people took maybe vaccine you know the vaccine you know right now so many people dropping dead bible talks about the sudden death athletes young people so i will come against those things okay heavenly father i just pray for everybody who's listening now and will listen father the bible is a heart of many fail for fear so you know you can put your hand on your stomach why? Because it's used, the nest of fear in the spirit realm concerning your body is usually located in abdomen area. That's why is this saying of sick to the stomach. Anxiety usually feel in the stomach. When I was in Kampala, Uganda, after praying for the adults after mass deliverance, they asked me to pray for children. So children were standing in line and the line was going outside the church. That's how it was. All day, the line was never finishing. Till one moment I said, well, how long is this? You know, all the children had the same problem almost. Stomach aches, stomach aches. God said fear, fear because of the civil war. During these times of COVID, lots of fear came in. Not only fear of death, spirits of death too. Complication with those who had COVID. Complication, you know, uh, you know, vaccine and other things. Open them, you know, to things of, uh, we don't know that. Some people get the vaccine, nothing happens. Some people just dropping dead totally, completely. So I'm going to come against all those things father god so just keep your hand on your stomach repeat after me lord jesus bible says god did not give me spirit of fear but of power love and sound mind i want to be like joshua to whom you said also only be strong and courageous so lord jesus everybody says lord jesus I rebuke, renounce, and command the following fears, start leaving me now. Now, you make yourself a list of those things before you go into it. Okay, you can do by yourself with somebody else. I command the following fears, start to leaving me now. They will be living in Jesus' name. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I take authority. I agree with people, prayers now, whoever will listen later. We rebuke, disarm all spirits of fear. Fear is a torment. I rebuke every spirit of fear, every spirit of torment, every type of fear of any kind. Keep living now, now. As people confess the fears they have, fear of rejection, fear of death, fear of the future, whatever. Have time having your hand on the stomach because through your hand, power of God is flowing. So that's why Bible says, hands of the sick. Power of God is flowing, you know. Plead the blood, blood, and keep rebuking. So I command all the spirits of fear people mention, I will mention, keep living, keep living, keep living. All the fear, break the power, fear, 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 insecurity. Insecurity, insecurity, paranoia, paranoia, worry, worry, fear of vaccines, fear of dying. I rebuke that. I will the power of it. I will the curse of it. I pray for those who had COVID in Jesus' name. I rebuke spirit of COVID. If you're still there, any spirit which COVID, spirit of COVID, open door to, I rebuke you. Come out of the lungs. Come out of the bloodstream. Come out wherever you are. Now. 
I rebuke you in Jesus. You must come out. You must come out. You must come out. Those angels go in. Start to root out, pull down, destroy, thrown down. You live right now. I declare restoration of that which was damaged. I declare healing, Father God. I declare deliverance. And I keep commanding all the spirits of fear. Come out, come out, come out. Worry, worry, worry. Come out. Trauma, trauma, stress, hopelessness, despair, depression. Come out in Jesus' name. No future in Jesus' name. Afraid of the future. Doom and gloom. I bring the power. I declare hope. I release love, 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 love. I declare burn over them is love. Perfect love casts out all fear, 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 fear. Come out. Fear of all kinds. Come out. Come out. Come out. I rebuke you. Come out. Come out. Lose their mind, will, emotion, body from the power of fear, 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 fear. Living in fear. I break the curse of living in fear. I break the curse of making decisions out of fear. I break the curse of being controlled by fear. Come out. Fear, fear, fear of the government. Fear of the future. Come out. Come out. The future is the best is yet to come. Fear all connected to fear must go. Trauma which comes with some COVID, with some complication come out in Jesus' name. I break them your power. You lose them. You lose them. You lose them. I declare complete healing, restoration. All who took, Father God, vaccines, Father God, in Jesus' name, I release the blood, the blood, the blood to neutralize, 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 neutralize everything. Everything you said, whatever we eat, drink, Lord God shall not harm us. Harm us, the Lord, the Lord, they already took it. Lord God, I pray for everybody who got the vaccine. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord God, I declare Mark 16:18. I curse the seed, the root, and the life of it was the curse. Jesus Christ, we die, be no more. Command the immune system, be strong in everybody. For the Bible says, Let the weak say, I am strong. I declare your immune system is strong. Strong, strong, everything damaged, strong, strong, strong. I declare healing. For the Bible says, by this child, you are healed, healed. Declare healing in every area of the life. Restore their joy, 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 joy of the Lord is your strength, joy of the Lord is your strength. I release spirit of a merry heart, merry heart, merry heart. Release spirit of hope, hope because it's not ashamed. For the love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, the love of God, the love of God. I declare banner of the Islam. Love, 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 in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I declare, Lord God, wholeness, restoration, healing, in Jesus' name, Kariya Shandriya, thank you, Jesus, bless everybody, bless their health, bless their life, bless their marriage, family, bless every aspect of their life, bless Sheila, Lord God, Zelensky, Lord God, and the whole podcast, I declare victory, Father God, release angels to root out, pull down, destroy, throw down every plan of the enemy from now on, destroy, duplex, and back, whatever the enemy is planning, whatever there is, I cancel all those plans, hide her in the secret place of the most high, faithful man or a woman, shall abound with blessing, I declare the abundance of blessing, I declare the blessings to come, give her the desires of heart, command the restoration of health, relationship, all and all, a new season, I declare, over her life. New season for Bible says you're not unrighteous to forget our labor of love which we show toward your name by this that we minister and to minister to the saints to be the glory, Lord. Amen.
Amen. Well, Joseph, that was really very powerful. And folks, I really want to encourage you to share this video, share the podcast. Listen, I want to encourage people get this information out to your pastors, the people in your church very quickly for the folks, Joseph, just remind them one more time, give out your website and tell people how they can support your ministry. Folks, you need to get behind deliverance ministries. I really believe that that is so needed in this time. How can they do that, Joseph? Amen. Well, the name of our church is Promised Land Ministries. God gave it to us. Our website is jesusdelivers.com. We are school of deliverance. We are traveling school of deliverance around the world. Our website is jesusdelivers.com. Every Friday at 7 p.m. we have weekly deliverance workshops, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. You can watch us, get educated. We have all the time, you know, deliverance topics. And then we do little mass deliverance, which means you can get deliverance wherever you are on the other side of the world. We get impossible people getting deliverance watching, you know, and we do those short mass deliverance there. You can send your requests during the, as the program is going on or beforehand. And you can also, if you need a Skype consultation, you can contact us and you can support us. If you get only once last year, it was even, even $1 because we don't check it out. You will be prayed for this whole year, every day you prayed for, and on Tuesday we specifically gather for those who support us and we pray about every aspect of your life, not just money, every aspect of your life. So I think it's a good deal. Bible says those who go to the front, we are those who go to the front, those who stay at the back, if you pray for us, support us, get the same pay. So that's your reward from heaven, you know. So Amen. you can support us, go on our website, you can donate, you know, Praise the Lord. And Praise God. Well, you're right, Joseph. You guys go where a few people go. And I'm going to make a bold statement. I've said it for many years. I've said it for over 15 years. If your church is not doing deliverance, folks, you really do need to. As far as I'm concerned, it's not even a church. That's not the church that Jesus Christ built in the book of Acts. We know that two-thirds of Jesus Christ's ministry was healing, casting out devils, and most of the healing Man. was spirits of infirmity. So it is such a needed ministry in this day and age. You won't find it in your mega churches, folks. Joseph, I just want to thank you so much again, and we look forward to coming back real soon. Amen. Lord bless you all.